Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. This is an extra episode for your YouTube comments because Anthony James and Conrad could not stop rambling on. What a pair of schmucks. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello. Oh, it's getting better. <laughs> this microphone, this microphone, leading into it, it's giving you powers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see when I get my new microphone if it's going to sound any different for me. Because you, honestly, you're so it sounds so velvety and so rich. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a like a lovely kind of oaky timbre to my <laughs> to my voice now that simply wasn't there before, which I'm very pleased about. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, so the questions for this week, I think we'll just get straight into them. But after we do that, before we do that, sorry, not after we do that, before we do that, <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe on podcasting apps. If you haven't already, there's still a lot of people who listen on YouTube and who haven't went over the podcasting apps. That's absolutely fine. If you if you wanted us to listen on YouTube, we're not going to complain. I'm happy with that. Um, it was it was it was the YouTube uh, revenue which helped us get these uh these these microphones as well. So thank you very much for watching on YouTube. That sort of just by watching on YouTube, you're sort of lining our pockets, as it were. Don't skip the ads. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, subscribe on YouTube as well if you're watching there. And uh, drop us a wee like, will you? Drop us a wee like. Uh, okay, so let's get straight into the questions then, Conrad. Yeah, let's do it. Just before we do, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just noticed that I, every time I listen to the podcast back when I'm editing the video together and stuff, every time I say, right, let's get into that, and then you go, yeah, let's do it. Like That's, that's, ex- that's how we transition through every single part of the podcast in every episode. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I haven't even noticed that. That's awful. Well, not awful. It's fine, but it's just funny. Yeah, so you want to get the questions? Let's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it, refusing. Okay, so question one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> ruined that. No, we're we're motoring on three here. These these question and answer videos are a lot less formal. Don't worry. Not that the, not that the actual main episode's formal at all. Just leave it all in. Leave it all in. Let them see how the sausage is made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, let's talk. Let's talk about formal a formal podcast here, guys. Didn't I tell you that we were going to try and keep the episodes around an hour? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid idea that was. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, fair enough. Whatever. Okay. A stranger from the outside. Olaf. <laughs> so, Olaf <laughs> asked the first question, and Olaf says. Okay, so this is sort of uh, alluding to something you already talked about, but who do you think Adam is? So we know that. Um, yeah. um, what is he up to? That's probably the more important part of this question. So, yeah. So after my second watch, as I said in the main episode, I, I think he might be Jonas at the end of his life, basically. What he's up to... So I, I, based on what Stranger Jonas said in this episode and basically saying how he exists in all times but they're different people so to me he's going to go through at some point some traumatic event or he's just going to become jaded and bitter with his continued failure to save the people that he loves um i think and and that's going to lead to him becoming twisted and deciding that he's the only one who can actually fix things because i think as it stands at the moment we know that stranger Jonas has been maybe a little bit manipulated by claudia or um, potentially others as well um and i think he's going to find out and maybe some other things will happen to him as well um 
which will lead him to this belief that that he needs to be the one who's in charge of everything and that will kind of build this megalomaniacal uh, desire within him to be in complete control and it'll eventually lead him here and I, I don't think it'll be will it be a sudden thing I don't think it'll be a sudden thing I think it'll be a slow uh, kind of thirst for power that will lead him here but ultimately it's hard to say what his end game is. I mean, he he's obviously said the apocalypse needs to happen. I wonder why. I wonder why he thinks it needs to happen. Maybe because he thinks he knows what the alternative is, and he thinks it's worse than what actually happens. Although I don't know how he could actually know that. Um, although, you know, him assuming he knows it, um, even though he can't actually have any confirmation of it, would certainly lean into that sort of megalomaniacal character that I think he's going to develop. Yeah, okay, interesting. I'm going to add a question on there of my own to you there. Okay. If Adam is Jonas, how did he get to 1921? Um, Well, the passage is going to reopen. Because it's interesting, what I'm saying is it's interesting where where the middle uh, stranger Jonas is, where he is now is pretty sort of stable with his mom. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you see him go, where he would go? You know what I mean? How would he get to that point? That's a good question. He's, I feel like he's got to go through something traumatic, that stranger Jonas. Maybe the apocalypse will be that. Maybe he will survive it somehow, uh, and he will see everyone that he loves die, or most people that he loves die. Maybe he'll live it out in the bunker in in the 1980 uh, in in uh, the 2020 um maybe he'll go through the caves to travel through time again although no he's collapsed the passage hasn't he in 2020 so mm-hmm. the caves mm. but actually we see noah take bartos through them so the passage of the caves must be must still be open um i don't know if he does take him through them or not i'm not sure i'm not sure about that okay well that's a mystery isn't it so yeah. we'll find out yeah i mean if bartos you know t- turns up in the next episode having traveled through time we'll know the passage is still open mm-hmm. as it stands at the moment it seems like um stranger Jonas believes that he is stuck in 2020 because he's collapsed the passage by using the he Tanhouse machine in the tunnel um so maybe he will survive in the um in 2020 by going into the bunker or, or or by doing something else but i feel like he has to go through something traumatic and then after surviving the apocalypse the passage will reopen uh somehow i'm not sure how that's going to happen yet and that's going to give him the ability to go back to the beginning so to speak mm-hmm. um in 1921 and he'll try to fix things there maybe that'll be where he'll run into young noah and the whole you know, I met a man who, um, you know, looked like he had been in the war and was, uh, you know, covered in scars. Bit will come into come into play, actually. Okay, awesome. Uh, all right. So Bill Ross asks, uh, in the in this future we see uh, that Jonas is in. How extensive does Conrad believe the destruction is? Is it localized or is it global? Um, before, I, before I, but I, can I answer this question? Yeah, go for it. Really quick. This comes up in the fandom a lot. Uh, and I understand why, because we're never really shown outside of Wyndon yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of very focused on one area, which most TV shows are, let's be honest. 
Um, but can we all just look up the, the meaning of the word apocalypse? That was uh, literally going to be my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, don't, you don't tend to really have localized apocalypses. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, you know, and I was thinking to myself, like all these people hanging about in this area, imagine if like just 20 mile down the road, it was all lovely and green. Yeah. And like Munich down the road, they're just like, God, that doesn't look good, does it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, are, what are those people in watching Binden doing? AI drones and wasp <laughs> monsters like flying around the place and they're all just carrying on. Um, yeah, that was exactly going to be exactly my point. I, I think I don't think there is such thing as a localized apocalypse. I think uh, the implication has to be that the world has has uh, has fallen apart. Yeah, and in terms of uh, you know, I think I understand the question because you know, it is very focused on Vinden. Like, so the idea that, uh, you know, we don't really hear about the world in general, maybe, I don't know, maybe on a radio station, we've, we've actually, no, because by the time Jonas, no. is there, Jonas is there, we only hear the radio station in 20, 2020, don't we? So by the time Jonas is actually there, like there doesn't seem to be anything functioning in terms of anything like radio or anything like Ooh. that. I mean, the, the, the scientists who are killed in this episode of French. Um, so, you know, there's a, that, that, that's a pretty firm in, indication that the apocalypse goes way beyond the, the borders of Germany, never mind mm. Finden. Um, so, I, but I, I, I imagine that's as close to a sort of concrete confirmation we'll get that the rest of the world is in as bad a state as what we see in Vinden. Yeah, exactly. And also in TV shows, you sort of, whenever you focus on one town, you, you sort of have to sort of accept that that is sort of the, the center of the universe. Yeah. You know? And, and to, be, to be honest, I don't like, I, I feel, well, no, I'm not going to say I don't like it, but I feel like tonally, it wouldn't really work with Dark to have, you know, that typical kind of television on in the background where it says London burns or something. Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like a news, news footage of the, of Big Ben on fire or whatever you know you could do that i guess but i'm not that bothered about what's happening in london to be honest it's it's the the show is so, is so sort of laser focused on vinden that i feel I, I feel like showing anything outside that actually takes some of the that kind of insular feeling away from 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 the setting yeah and actually uh if you'll if you'll excuse me going on a little tangent here just for a short for a quick minute um that's what i didn't like about stranger things season 2 uh, okay. I, I, I did like Stranger Things season two. Don't get me wrong. I still haven't seen Stranger Things season three. <laughs> no, me either. Yeah. So I'll watch it eventually, I'm sure. But um, in Stranger Things season two, they do introduce characters from outside of the town. I think the town's called Hawkins. And they, they, they go to a city and they show different characters in a city. And it sort of takes you out of that little feeling of the small town. I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't really like that, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm glad that Dark doesn't seem to be doing that now. Um, yeah, okay. absolutely. So next question comes from Battery170. Um, what does Conrad think caused the apocalypse? That is a really good question. Well, okay, so what do, what do we know at the end of season one? So the God particle is directly above where they're burying the cesium-137. And we know that the power plant is being decommissioned in uh, on the day that the apocalypse happens. Mm -hmm. So in my, to, in my mind is there going to be anything else that happens? I think there must be. I think so, there must be a third party or someone else does something that causes a catastrophe. But the, the sort of, the gasoline is right next to like the box of matches, you know, as it, as it stands with the cesium 137 buried under the power plant, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then all it's going to take is is someone to strike one of the matches to to set it off um but i think it's i I don't know who it's going to be for some reason when i was talking this through in my head the name that popped into it was claudia i don't know why she would be the one to do it because she seems to be the one who the, the least likely to want to do it but but maybe i don't know why but that that's the first name that came to my head oh okay so based based off that then i'm gonna ask you a question because i actually never even thought of the possibility of this then um in terms of either way of this i mean in terms of the question um yeah so do you view because obviously we see that there are characters now adam for, for one saying that the apocalypse must happen yeah do you think that the apocalypse is something that those characters are going to purposely cause or do you think that's something that they're going to purposely make sure it happens like it always did if you know what i mean um what i mean those are kind of the to me those are kind of the same thing no, what, I, what i mean is are they going to physically go turn a switch to do something or or is it or, or like are they going to go set a bomb are they going to go turn a switch are they going to go do something that that will cause it or are they setting people in place that don't aren't knowingly committing the the apocalypse that will eventually do it you know what i mean i no i think they'll actively be involved in that Okay. I think I, I think like I mean it it could I wouldn't be unhappy if it turned out they were just sort of positioning the pieces to make the mistakes that will lead to it by any means but I I feel like what we've seen of them thus far they're very actively involved in making sure things happen a certain way because they have to happen a certain way um you know so if they're saying Yasin needs to you know who the hell's Yasin Yasin needs to go Alexander. back in time <laughs> well yeah exactly he's Alexander Kohler as we well know but um you know, if a character as sort of seemingly minor as Yasin needs to be sent through the time machine at this time and die and be buried in the 1920s, if that's the level of planning they're doing, then to me, something as massive as triggering the apocalypse would they'd have that plan down to the to the smallest detail. Okay, cool. Um, so Olaf asked another question. Okay. Why are the survivors in the future yelling Sicamundus Creatus Est? Because they're desperate and they will believe in anything that gives them hope, I think. But where did they, um, where did they get that phrase from, you think? Well, it's written on the wall in the power plant. Um, sort of, It's scrawled on the wall in graffiti. I would imagine that although the passage has collapsed, maybe bits of the door with that written on it are still visible in the passage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think probably what they've done, and again, I don't think Ellie is actually bought into the religious side of things. I think she's just doing it because it's convenient to have a lot of people supporting her who have guns. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that in the future, they're sort of piecing together bits of maybe even the book, uh, but bits of you know the law that has built up around the Sigmundus Creatus S stuff, but they're only getting, you know, tattered fragments of it. Um, so they don't really understand a lot of what they're, a lot of what they're talking about. Um, it's, it's just, you know, this desperate seeking of any kind of hope in a future that has none basically. Okay, cool. Um, Marvin uh, asks uh, questions. So I think you've, you've answered a couple of these here. Like you, you, you've actually given your ideas on this already, but you can give more if you want. Okay. Um, so any ideas on the identi- identities of uh, the 1921, he's called them a cult. Like they, they seem very cultish to me. Yeah. Um, so the man in the cave, 
uh, Adam, for example, who do you think they are? You've sort of went through who you think they are. Yeah, so I, th- I think the guy who gets killed with the pickaxe is Bartos. That's largely based on, as, as I've said in the main episode, he looks an awful lot like Bartos and um, the kind of lyrical quality of old Noah introducing young Bartos to the cult and then young Noah killing Bart- uh, old Bartos. That, that, would, that would feel like a really kind of poetic bookend to that story arc. Um, Adam, I think, is a, an older, kind of bitter, twisted Jonas. Um, other people, I'm interested to see who the lady is who comes in and um, sort of pulls Adam away and says, "We, uh, you know, they're they're ready for you." Whether whether she gets any, whether there's any more sort of development of her character, mm-hmm. and um, and also the HG Tanhouse link, I'm really fascinated by that to see. It. I mean, if there is a link, um, you know, why does he have a book with those guys' picture in it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, so the next, uh, this one, next one isn't a question. It's just a comment that I thought was funny and I wanted to bring to your attention. And it's by okay. uh, Archmaster Rennie. Uh, you might uh, recognize that name, Rennie, from one of the people who donated to get us our microphones. Ooh. So uh, why don't you give uh, Rennie a lovely velvety thank you? Thank you, Rennie. <laughs> that was like almost Matt Berry-esque, that. Yeah, I think, that, like that, a sort of... It, Tell you what, Rennie, you can see what you, you can see what you paid for there because that sounded yeah. unbelievable. I've got a little side gig of uh, sensual thank yous <laughs> recorded and sent to your door. Yeah, I'm I, I I have to be honest with you, listeners. I'm loving hearing this microphone because <laughs> I've been listening to this little crappy like uh, what do you call it uh, like headset, headset mic. mic, my pro gaming mic. Yeah, so we, we got so used to it, didn't we? To the point where yeah. every time you would move, we'd hear the bumps and the bumps and the bumps. Whereas- yeah, and every time I'd like touch my headset, because it's like a metal um, set of headphones, it like echoes throughout the microphone as well, which doesn't make for great recording. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So whereas, whereas now, we're, geez, we're doing well. And that actually, there was a couple of times where there was little echoes. I thought it was like a delay in the, uh, the program that we used to record this, but actually... I think it might have been your headphones because I haven't heard it once today. So yeah, this, I think yeah. it was when because there's this little kind of metal frame around it, and when I when I tap it, it kind of rings, and I, I I would imagine that's what causes the echo. Okay, well, Rennie, that 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 was that was just for you. Um, so here's the comment that Rennie left, uh, and it's, okay. it's 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 a comment. It's not a question. Just uh, and I, I the reason I included this is because I, I I love that uh, our listeners are starting to take the mick out of us, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> Said. Uh, I love Conrad's bold prediction that Jonas will wear a jacket again. (laughs) (laughs) If he were really being bold, he might predict that Jonas would wear a jacket of a different color. (laughs) That is, yeah, that's a good point. Well, okay, here's here's a bold prediction for you. Jonas will continue to wear the color yellow throughout this series. (laughs) Although actually, having said that, Stranger Jonas doesn't appear to have any yellow on him, so I've already bloody shot myself in the foot with that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah true and 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 adam if he is Jonas, doesn't wear yellow at ah oh, well okay there we go i shouldn't have made that prediction <laughs> god damn it oh uh, yeah you've just given yourself a minus one for no reason at all um <laughs> right okay so then uh next next uh question or uh, it's technically a question i suppose uh master on your north uh so referencing uh whenever we were talking about uh you were talking about the fact that marta could be the future girl with the scar <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i was giving reasons why it couldn't be like i said they're the same age and stuff and master on your north has just uh qu- quoted you and said uh-huh. i'll counter that by saying she has brown hair <laughs> 
You show me the proof that that woman isn't Marta. Yeah. And then then they go on to say, damn, how does Conrad think up these theories? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as I've said in the main episode, that one, I don't really believe that's going to happen. But my brain just sometimes comes up with things that are ridiculous but it comes up with them and like on the spot and i have to be and then i i think about them enough that i have to be like realistically for being honest with myself that has to go in the theory matrix because i thought it and that means and that means that you know it's going in the matrix regardless of how stupid it sounds um i agree so so, you know do i really believe that that woman's martyr no but you know has it definitively been proven that it's not martyr i don't think so so you know who's the idiat here yeah will it will it ever be you know yeah exactly uh okay so next question from ouroboros and they say does this episode help or hurt noah's role as a villain in the story oh it helps it definitely because because now he he's a villain he's not just um sort of following a preordained plan he is doing that but there's already hints that he's kind of forming his own plan as well he's he's really getting fleshed out as a villain i, I can't wait to see what, what they do with noah um because yeah he he's he, i still think he's the big bad guy of the series like he, he's so he's so brilliantly presented that i'd be really surprised if he wasn't um and i think the the sort of fleshing out of his character giving him you know this holding up this mirror to him as he talks to his younger self is so brilliant because you, you're kind of or well, at least I look at him and hear him speak and already believe that he believes absolutely everything he's saying. But then you can see how he arrives at these opinions with the development of his younger self as well. So it's, it's so, it's so smart. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, next question from deadly star. What is the floating glowing God particle that Jonas saw at the end of season two, episode one in the future uh, slash power plant? How and how did it end up there? So what is it, do you think, and how did it end up there? So if you want my honest answer, my first thought was that, was that it was like kind of a half-life portal to another dimension. <laughs> like right. that, was, that was my first thought. I don't... Okay. I would love for the future to actually have, you know, kind of crazy bug monsters and stuff that have mm-hmm. taken over the world in it. I don't know if that's the kind of show they're making, um, but that was my first thought. Uh, so I'm going to stick with that until we see a bit more of it. How is it made? It's something to do with the season 137. Someone, to use the metaphor from before, someone lit one of the matches next to the gasoline, I think, and either in the powering down of the reactor, they caused a re- uh, some kind of reaction or meltdown or something else. But yeah, it's something to do with that. Okay, cool. Um Next one. So, uh, okay. So this is from Stephen Crummy, and Stephen Crummy uh, uh, has a few comments and also asks a, cre- a question. So, um, question. Uh, for the, the, the comment first comment says, "That's it. If someone doesn't start an early '90s alternate rock band called Conrad's Theory Matrix, then I'm gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> do like an Alice in Chains thing. <laughs> Conrad's Theory Matrix. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So here's here's the question." Uh, has Conrad watched any of the official trailers? I mean, before he started the episode one, did he watch the trailer beforehand? Will he watch the trailer for season two? Uh, d- doesn't seem like he has. Would will it would it spoil it if he did? So let's have a chat about that. Like, you haven't been watching the trailers so far. 
Um, no. I, I think it's probably best that you don't, but get, maybe go through what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I mean, I, I like going in completely blind. Um, so, I, yeah, I've not watched any trailers for anything. The most I've seen is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, about about five seconds of the sort of promo, or not even five seconds, probably a bit less than that, of the promo video uh, for, I guess it would be for season three on Netflix, um, in which you see, you do see Jonas's face, or young Jonas's face, which implies he's in it. But um, yeah, apart from that, I've not seen anything. And I'd like to keep it that way, I think, because it it's just spoilers, really. Or it, 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 it pushes your brain in certain directions. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a show which really lends itself to not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, if, well, the, the, fa- the, the fact that young Jonas is in season three shouldn't come as a shock to you, considering the fact <laughs> yeah. that we've already met his, his uh, middle-aged self. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he might be a fairly major character, to be honest, at this stage, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonas. So. Yeah, imagine, imagine having a, three, th- uh, only a, a series with only three, three seasons and killing off your main character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what actually happens at the end of season two is uh, young Jonas, stranger Jonas, Jonas and Adam all meet up, have a chat, and they're like, should we just, should we just stop? And they, and they agree, and then they leave the series. <laughs> yeah, literally walk out through a TV. <laughs> yeah, just walk out into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, okay, awesome. Thanks, Tim. Uh, okay, so last one. Again, I'm not quite sure if this... Oh, this is actually just someone pointing out that you left out something from the theory matrix that should have been in there. Oh, hopefully it's a positive one. Uh, yeah, I think I think you. I think it is. They, yeah, they would. I think they would. They, they think they would have been uh, pointing that otherwise. <laughs> so it's an addition theory. So Conrad recently said something to the effect that he thinks Noah is less consequential or not in control. I.e., you remember you were talking about how Noah isn't the big bad or what? Uh, oh uh, yeah, Noah like not the guy who's pulling yeah. the strings. Yeah, exactly. So I think you said that. Um, I don't know if that's in. That's not. Is that in the theory matrix already? It, so it is. It was proposed in episode ten. So I'll I'll revisit the matrix, so we can see if this this fits the bill. Uh, so we got for this. We will reveal the character pulling Noah's strings in season two, and Noah will develop by forming schisms with this individual, and will either usurp them or break away from them to pursue his own goals. Um, so I okay, think so that I already actually, was in there. Yeah. I think what this guy, this uh, commenter is referring to, I think I did actually propose a cu- probably a couple of episodes before that that Noah was kind of smaller fry yeah. than I actually thought he was. I think it might have been episode eight almost where um, uh, uh, he starts hinting at a at a plan that they have to follow. Um, oh, that was the, that was the one. I think it was episode nine where he was like working on the machine yeah in the, in yeah the, yeah in the bunker yeah. so i i kind i think what i probably did was kind of amalgamated those two theories into that one for, for episode 10 but that commenter is correct um you know i did propose that earlier we'll revisit it in the in the season review i think you know it, it might be i've got to keep these potential extra points in the back pocket to see how yeah. to see how the score is going awesome uh okay so that's all the questions and comments we have for this week uh so you're looking forward to season two episode two conrad yes very much so i i cannot wait to see where this goes i want someone to touch the god particle (laughs) put your finger in it okay i'm gonna ask you one more question then before we go okay what do you you think is gonna like because we haven't seen claudia yet we've heard her voice on the tape recording yeah what do you think is going to be her first thing she does in this series because 
Uh, I think the last thing we saw was she was just sitting in her car when the lights were flashing at one point and she was just reading the HD Townhouse book. I think that's the last oh, time what, we saw Oh, so young, young Claudia or old Claudia? Middle-aged Claudia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah middle-aged is probably a more appropriate way of describing her. So she was in the 80s, just sitting in her car. Yeah, reading the book. Hmm. Heavily implying I... she's going to get involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm certain, we, we, we kind of know she's getting involved. Oh, yeah, because of what... her old, older self, yeah. What is she doing though? That is a good question because she still hasn't hasn't taken that leap. She hasn't actually travelled through time. I think she's going to. I think she's going to go back into the caves. That's my suspicion. Okay, so she'll sort of be the Katarina equivalent in the eighties, sort of in the caves searching, sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think that's that's the way she's going to have to travel because H.G. Townhouse. Hmm. Actually, hmm. So H.G. Tanhouse has a working has a working time machine, doesn't he? In the eighties. No, I think he gave it to Stranger. Does he just have that? What did the Stranger do with the old one? I think the old one he left it there. Yeah, he left it there with the H.G. Tanhouse. So I okay. I'm going to revise that. I'm going to say I think she I think she goes to visit. Does she know he exists? Probably, well, she's, uh, reading yeah, she does. she's reading the book, isn't she? Yeah, so I think she's going to go visit H.G. Tanhouse and she's going to get her hands on his time machine. Okay, interesting. Awesome. Great. Okay, so I'm really looking forward to the next episode. In fact, I might go and watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Make sure you subscribe uh, on the audio apps. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, until Monday, I think we just have to say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.